it was interesting to go through that and then be trying to teach yourself what beauty means to you and self-love while you're bald and boobless, you know, <laughs> like, like you're always going to be evolving and there's nothing wrong with saying pink is my favorite color today and tomorrow it's fucking purple. That is literally me. <laughs> <laughs> 22 till now. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's been like eight evolutions. <laughs> no. Already, I get nervous. I always sound like I get nervous for like no reason. Like I don't get nervous around guys, but I get nervous around this. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Hola Let's Chat. I'm your host, Melanie, and today is another special guest episode. I'm here with Miss Brene. Hey y'all. <laughs> we out here going to record a very special episode and just talk about different things and get with it. So yes. Feel free to introduce yourself real quick. Sweet. Um, hey, everybody. Hola, let's chat. Love this. Um, <laughs> I'm Brennan Swinette Hendricks, and I am an adversity alchemist. I love teaching people how to take their trauma and their adversity and make it sparkle. So, yeah. Cool, cool. I wrote down some little question, little speed round question. Okay. So, you know, quick response. Like, don't think about it. Just... Let's do it. Let's do it. So let's see what I got here. All right. Describe yourself in three words. Go. Mm. Authentic, sparkly. Um, uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh, <laughs> Disney girl. All right. All right. Aliens exist. Yes or no? Yes. Pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? Yes. What? What's one thing you can't leave the house without? Lashes. <laughs> oh, that yes. Period. <laughs> Favorite quote. Favorite quote. That's really good. Comes um, to mind. I would have to say it's. I. I don't know. If this is necessarily considered a quote, but I would because like the Bible said it. So for God so loved the world that. Um, no, I can't even say it because now I'm drawing a blank on like the most popular. <laughs> Bible words ever. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, um, yeah, that God gave his only begotten son that whosoever um, believe in him have everlasting life. I'm butchering it completely, but John 3.16 is what I would say. All right, all right. (laughs) Something that you love about yourself? My ability to be optimistic. What advice would you give your 22-year-old self? Ooh, um love yourself first so that's gonna jump us right into being 22 do you remember being 22 i'm feeling 22 um (laughs) i absolutely remember being 22 because i was married and i had my daughter so i was living a whole grown-up life by 22 oh my god i could not imagine that (laughs) like i just turned 22 and i'm like married kids oh i'm just like can't even picture it you know it's a lot it's a lot to picture even looking back now i feel like it i what what the hell was i doing yeah (laughs) do you think like it definitely like shifted your life in like a 360 or you kind of were just like all right we got to navigate through this um i will say like it's kind of twofold i always felt like i was going to be a wife So I felt mentally kind of prepared for that. Like I had pretty much the same boyfriend all of high school. Um, It wasn't my ex-husband, but (laughs) 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 I just have been a very like monogamous person. And so I kind of 
marriage was kind of the next thing for me, kind of mentally. Um, being a mom was not something that I pictured, but it's been like the most beautiful journey. So I will say kind of yes and no. Like I expected to be a wife. Mm-hmm. I didn't really expect to be a mom. So it really changed and grew me in a lot of different ways. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, like that early in your life or in general at that time? Well, you know, it's hard, it, it's hard to say because yeah. I'm now, right, like looking back, I would definitely say if it was someone else, I would recommend not doing it as young as I did it. Um, just because no matter how book smart you are, there's still so much life has to teach you. So um, it, it's hard to be as that young and find somebody that you're comfortable evolving with, you know, and you just grow up so much more from you know, 22 till now, like, (laughs) (laughs) it's been like eight evolutions. (laughs) That's a lifetime. It really is. (laughs) From that, was dating still like a thing in that time frame or it was just like in and out, like Um, from what you can remember, like to share? Yeah. So I met my ex-husband when I was a senior in high school and then we got married when I was 20. And then by the time I was 24, we were divorced. Okay. Um, so my dating life didn't start until after that. And I would probably say like closer to like 25-ish. Okay. Ish. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> You're like estimating. Yeah. And so I, I, I dated. I kind of felt like I was fresh out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. <laughs> okay. I. I didn't really know, like I had boy, other boyfriends in high school and everything, but like dating as an adult obviously is different. Mm-hmm. And dating as an adult, single mom, newly divorced, like yeah. I feel like that's also just different. So it was interesting. Yeah, because you were not like typical 25-year-old, you know? Yeah. Like out of in the career or whatever it is to do in their life, it's like completely different. Yeah, and I that. think too, like it... It adds an extra layer when you have a kid because then it's like, okay, well, when I'm trying to go date, mm-hmm. who's going to watch my child? Yeah. You know, is she with the my co-parent? Is she with the grandparents? Um, how quickly do you introduce somebody to your yeah. child after? So it just adds a lot of components to, you know, dating that. If you didn't have it, you know, like yeah. if that wasn't your story, then I feel like it's slightly easier to navigate, but it just adds an extra layer. Because it's like what the other person's willing to like tolerate too, right? Yeah. It's like, do they want someone with a kid or not? And then it's like, it's not going to work out if, you know, you're not, if on, we're the not on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I feel like when I got out of my divorce, like even though I was young and I was dating, I was still thinking in the wife mentality. So I was thinking like, oh, I'm dating to find my next husband. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that put a lot of pressure on relationships. And it also put a lot of pressure on me to, um, you know, kind of prove myself in a relationship. Like, even if it was like, dating casually I felt like I still approached it to do kind of like look what I can do I cook I clean I did it you know what I'm saying as opposed to just dating for fun or dating just for the experience of meeting people like I was still very future focused and like oh I need to be married again okay that was my question okay okay Okay, yeah when you said wife (laughs) it clicked in my brain so that's what i wanted to ask because you had already like experienced something like intimate with someone in a Mm -hmm. 
per se long-term relationship, right? Because mm-hmm. it was probably some time. So my question is, you already, ha- like, when you got out of that relationship and were like, okay, I'm ready to meet new people, right? You already had a mentality of what you wanted, right? Yes and no. I felt like I was still very young. Um, so I, like with all evolution, I think, you know, life continues to teach you like what you want, what you don't want, but you have to have those experiences to be able to know, you know? Mm -hmm. So there are some things that, yeah, I kind of felt like, oh, I want this. I want that. But I think more than anything, I just wanted companionship. You know what I mean? Like I really, I, I had a kind of a mentality that like, oh, when I have a family, then I'll buy a house. When I have a husband then I have a family, then I'll do this. And I had to change my mentality when I got into my 30s of like, I do have a family. It just consists of me and my daughter. Mm -hmm. So I still have a family unit. I can still do those things. I don't have to wait on what society says, you know, like the box of this is how it has to be kind of thing. So um, yeah, I would say that there are some things that I kind of knew and I kind of didn't know as far as wanting, but I think not really in my 20s. You know, like yeah. it just has been more and more honed as I've gotten older. I think in my 20s, it would kind of be the stereotypical list where you're like, I need him to have <laughs> this, this, and this. I want him to be tall or I never really had a height requirement because I'm a shorty, but I want him to have be established in this way and have. And now that I'm like 40, I'm like, mm-hmm. I want him to be emotionally competent. I want him to be able to communicate effectively when he's upset or when he's sad. I want him to love and spiritually cover and protect our family. Excuse me. And so now I definitely know kind of the things that sustain a relationship versus the things that like superficially it's like, oh, I want you to have this kind of money or I want you to have this kind money comes and goes. Mm-hmm. So I would say, yeah, now that I'm this age, this big age, mm-hmm. I, I definitely, yeah. yeah, have changed kind of what I want and don't want. Yeah, because I've heard that before. It's like when you're young, you know, you just want, you know, the, the cherry on top, right? Yeah. But as I actually go go into it, it's like there's more than than just the pretty stuff. Exactly. On the outside. So question. So you would say you did have like a set of boundaries that you were you had an idea of in your mind, right? Like you were saying, you were going through like different experiences, but you always went back to those boundaries that you had for yourself. Could you say you had? Or you're basically like, (laughs) She's looking at my face and wondering like, oh, you know what? I honestly will be completely transparent and say that I don't think I had boundaries until maybe last year. You know, like looking back, when I think of what like a boundary is, I have been extremely flexible in my relationships. And um, in my last relationship, I always referred to myself as Elastigirl because I think that I just was just trying to, you know, fit and stretch and move and do everything to accommodate everybody else in life in general and in relationships. But um, yeah, when I think about like a boundary, I'm realizing like I didn't I didn't have boundaries. You didn't set it for yourself or because you didn't know of what a boundary could be for you? Yeah. I think that I I came from like a very scarcity mentality and not just in money and relationships. I'm realizing that now too, to where 
I always wanted everybody to be okay. And I always wanted everybody to be okay with me. So if that meant that I had to be uncomfortable to make sure that our relationship, you felt good, like I would just do that. And that's not a healthy boundary, right? Like I'm always getting shitted on. (laughs) (laughs) So you're kind of like the caregiver? Yeah, Mother figure in a way? Okay, because mm-hmm. you, you give that all. Yeah. <laughs> and in, you. A, in a good way, though. Thank you. Like, yeah, I, I accept it. I embrace all parts of me now. Uh, <laughs> as you should. The good and the bad, you Yeah, know? exactly. But okay. So it, it, you're saying it came a little bit later in life and yeah. different aspects of it. When I finally realized kind of like what self-care was, and I started to unpack what that looked like for me as opposed to like, oh, it's going to the spa. Like, self-care is so much deeper, yeah. you know? And so... I started to recognize, oh, I need to set a boundary here because when I talk to this person, my attitude feels this way. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel bad about myself or I do this or that. Like, yeah. so I feel like that setting boundaries is something I'm learning and unpacking and unfolding right now. Well, that's really good. Yeah. I, I can re- re- resonate a little bit to that because recently I've been like, how do I feel around certain people? Yeah. How does like my body or like my, my, you know, my in my head, how am I feeling towards yeah. them? Am I feeling good? Am I feeling off? Yeah. Like noticing the little things that like make the big impact of it. Yeah. And I've been noticing that like, okay, how do I feel like my energy, all that? Mm-hmm. Cause I like to think about that and it does, it does affect it yeah. like overall. So I get that. <laughs> One more question. Okay. So is it recording? Okay. What is like a big thing, like a life lesson, just something you really learn from like, you know, those relationships that you had that just really stood out to you? Ooh, yes. I would say, um, like, off the dome. Um, (laughs) I would have to say, know yourself and love yourself first. Be solid in that because I was so young going into these relationships. And so I was married and then I dated my best friend at the time and we were on and off for 12 years. And there was so many aspects of I'd wanted to please him. I wanted to, all these things. And so it, he would say things that influenced who I was because I wasn't solid in myself. And then it made me insecure when our relationship didn't work out or if he cheated or he did these things. And so I kind of tied my identity to what men and relationships were telling me inadvertently about myself. You guys couldn't see, but I was doing the little air quotes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) By the way, a little air quotes. (laughs) Um, And so my advice would be like, know you first, love you first, every part of you, um, be solid in that, and surround yourself with good people who can help you self-regulate. Because, you know, sometimes we are going to be insecure. Like, that's completely normal human process but don't let a relationship or any kind of title define you like your degree your grades your status in a relationship your weight your ethnicity like just be you and love that yeah and it's hard sometimes because you just you want to fit everything oh absolutely and then you're trying to fit everything and you just get lost in the way <laughs> instead of being where you're supposed to be at. Yeah. Or where you think you're supposed to be at. 10,000%. And I would say, actually, that's another bit of advice, even though you only asked for one piece. <laughs> um, <laughs> little bonus. That be comfortable in the uncomfortable. Like you're always going to be evolving and there's nothing wrong with saying, 
pink is my favorite color today and tomorrow it's fucking purple. That is literally me. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. And like some people don't understand that and that's also okay. So it's like just be comfortable with your own personal evolution because it's it's a beautiful journey if you let it be. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And it's also like (laughs) (laughs) when you also like have that compassion for like you said, like vice versa, people who are also changing and evolving Mm -hmm. in themselves because we're all going through something, mm-hmm. even though we don't always talk about it, but something's always going on. Believe you, you know? me. <laughs> <laughs> I love your laugh. Because <laughs> I just say that. So I did ask if you had to use any dating apps at your your time. Yeah. What, what did you say? I haven't. I, I started making a profile one day on like match.com. Oh and I don't God. even know that it was even, I don't think they even had an app out at this point. Like I felt like it was just the website. website. Yeah. Okay, okay. And um, they started asking just like a lot of questions and it was like paragraph and like they wanted essay question <laughs> answers. And I was just like, okay, I'm just going to be single because this is too much. <laughs> but can. you know what I have? I have a couple of friends who have gotten married off of Match.com. Oh, really? And so, I mean, it was it was later, not mm-hmm. at the time I was writing my essay questions. But, um, you know, so it does work. And I feel like that's why they, they ask you all those pressing questions to try to, like, adequately match you. But, yeah, I ended up giving up. So <laughs> <laughs> Not for me, but it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I was just wondering because I was like, did you happen to use it or not? <laughs> or like, I not even apps, but like the websites. Yeah, that's how it originally started. Yeah, um, I have friends who are on now, and they tell me their horror stories, but they also tell me the good things too. You know, what are the horror stories? The horror stories are like he had eight profiles made <laughs> in different you know states or whatever, and his state like had. <laughs> changed like two or three words in his bio but it was the same for all across or you know like that to me is a horror story yeah, three like kids yeah it, yeah exactly <laughs> like you never kind of know what you're getting but then you also have the ones that are like nice like i have a a friend of mine her and her husband they've been married for like 3 or 4 years now they met on hinge and um was it hinge or yeah, I think it was Hinge. It was one of them. Hinge was not for me. And <laughs> but they found love, and I just felt like, oh, that's so precious. And they're the cutest couple, honestly. So really? I felt like, give it a chance if you feel like, you know, if that's. Are you on the dating apps right now? Just one. Okay. How's it going? It's it's good. Okay. Okay. It's good. Great. <laughs> I I'm like on and off. Okay. Like I go back on it, then I. Leave it. I hear that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. I've been on it for for some time. Okay, but it's it's been like some good experiences. Okay, yeah. good. Like well, that's, that's positive. Not nothing like nothing crazy has happened to me. Good. Amen. Knock on wood. <laughs> I don't know if it's real wood. I know. The thought it, it'll pass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you're saying, there is horror stories, but like. Yeah. I'm always like, God protects me, the universe. Yeah. But nothing bad has happened to me. Like, yeah. everyone that I've met, like, talked to has always been who they are in person. Like, I've never been catfish. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's been, I've I've loved my journey and how I've built up to it. And, yes. and where I'm going with it. I love Because I've always, like, set myself boundaries and mm-hmm. what I'm willing to do and not do. Maybe mm-hmm. I've done one thing. I've overpassed my boundary mm-hmm. and I'm like, 
okay, Mel, we can't do it again. <laughs> so it's just like being very, like we were talking about boundaries. I'm very like strict with it. I'm like, if that's what I want, that's what I want. If, okay. And if you can't offer me that or yeah. the bare minimum, it's like, I'm not going to deal Ooh, with that. Honey, no. Yeah. That's good. So I really stick to that. I love that for you. Yeah. Oh, dang. I had a question for you and now ah, I feel like I lost it. Question. Um, <laughs> love it. Oh, I was going to say, so when you, because you said like sometimes if you go over your boundary or you, and you're like, no, we can't do that again. <laughs> do you feel like you give yourself grace or do you feel like you kind of beat yourself up when you go in a different direction than you thought you were going to go in? Grace as in? Like, like are you like... Mel, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I try not to talk to myself down. But. Okay. <laughs> or, or are you like, okay, we're just not, like, you don't get down on yourself. Like, do you beat yourself up about it? Or you just kind of like, okay, we had that experience. On to the next thing. I think on to the next. Like, I feel like, it, like you, we live and learn. Yeah, absolutely. So I can think of, like, one thing that I was like, oh, I shouldn't have done it. Because that was, like, it's like a boundary I've set for myself with. Yeah with men so i was like all right mel we, we can't do that again <laughs> i'm like did it happen again no it didn't happen again <laughs> okay maybe it didn't happen again but but i still have like boundaries that i haven't never crossed and yeah i'm proud of myself because i've kept myself accountable in some things yeah. but i've never like beat myself up okay good i was yeah because like, i felt like sometimes we do that and we're like that what were you thinking? You know, like get <laughs> down on ourselves. Yeah, that's true. So I try not, I try not to because it's like, like you said, you live and you learn. And as long as you're not, you know, crossing every boundary, then right. that's where I beat myself up. <laughs> but I think it just being like aware of what you're doing and like, you know, knowing what you allow and not allow. I think that's what makes a difference because my boundary can be is always completely different from like other girls or yeah. men that I talk to. It's completely yeah. different. So it's just like stating where you're at. Mm-hmm. I think that's what matters. Love that. Because we're all like, I would like to say this, we're all on different journeys. Like it can be your dating journey, your mm-hmm. life journey, wh- whatever it may be. We're all on different pages. And it's just like accepting where you're at. Yeah. And they're not going to be at the same page as like your friend or your For sure. Yeah. Whoever, right? I think that's something I've had to learn that, uh, even if I'm not where other people are at, I'm still okay. Yes. Love that. Beautiful. You know? Perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> any other questions? <laughs> uh, anywho, anywho. Yeah. I guess kind of just to piggyback on what you just said, like give yourself grace as you're finding what your boundaries look like. Or, you know, like you said, it may one day you're like, this is the boundary. And then you're like, actually, I kind of like that. So the new boundary is this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, just kind of being open to you don't know what you don't know. And and what you do know may change or how you feel about it. So, yeah. yeah. And also be present. Like, just be present. Mm-hmm. It doesn't always have to be your last first date or your last first kiss or, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> or you know just I would just say just be open okay yeah so like w- what do you mean by that though like enjoy the moment you're in now with specific people yes exactly okay. that okay. like um, my cousin was actually telling me like sometimes it's just about enjoying moments with people it doesn't mean that they're always going to be around platonic or romantic mm-hmm. like you know relationships change 
your feelings. You might have different life paths or your beliefs may change and you guys may not be aligned. But instead of feeling bad about that, just kind of embrace the positive moments that you do get to spend with people. Like I get that. So like not putting an expectation on it like that? That's how, that's how I got it. But I, be- yeah, I would say, yeah, in a sense, I mean, still have your boundaries. So obviously, no, let just people walk all over you. But mm-hmm. yeah, I would say not having, I feel like the word expectation. Pressure? Yeah. Yeah. Pressure for perfection that it's, or that it's always going to be how it is now. Because it might not. Like your best friend today might not be your best friend in 10 years. And that sucks to think about. But at the same time, it's like, oh, but then in 10 years, who knows who I'm going to be? Like, I'm probably going to still be a dope ass human. We just, because I know for me, I used to be, again, with my scarcity mentality, it was like, keep everybody, keep everything. Like you gotta be, it's gotta be perfect. It has to be this way. Instead of just saying, oh my goodness, it was so great when we went to Disneyland that time and we had such a great time like just being present in those moments to where you're just filling your your cup with the joy of the present as opposed to like trying to make sure that everything is always going to be this way okay so just being like more open to any way it could like the yeah, possibility of it. exactly okay I get that I feel like recently I really been trying to live in the moment, mm-hmm. like enjoy where I'm at. Yeah. Cause sometimes I want to be like, oh, what's next? What's next? And then I sit down and be like, okay, look where you're at now. Yes. Cause we just kind of forget what's right in front of us. Absolutely. 10,000%. So I don't know if you have those moments. I'll just be like, Mel, enjoy the moment you're at right now. Like you're out here, wherever you're at, enjoy it. Yeah. I sometimes I talk like in my mind, I'm like, enjoy 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 like enjoy where you're at you know feel it feel it yeah i feel like you kind of have to because you start training your brain to enjoy the moment Mm -hmm. like you have to kind of sometimes even audibly say like you said like enjoy enjoy like just feeding your brain those things so that it has like it has that trigger instead of because i'm like very much like you like okay what but what's the next step though like (laughs) okay i graduated and that was a great degree good job high five but what next yeah Instead of just like being present and being like, wow, damn, remember that one class you thought you were never going to get out of? Like, (laughs) man, you're giving me trauma flashbacks to one class. But, um, yeah, so I think that's definitely something that I'm still actively trying to practice is just soaking it up and really being intentional about like, and not trying to be like spooky spiritual or anything, but just very intentional, like, what do I smell? What do I feel? What am I hearing? Like whether I'm at a concert, whether I'm on the couch with someone or like we're so overstimulated that it's very easy to even be having this conversation. But then also like you could be texting or you're playing a game on your phone or you have the TV on in the background mm-hmm. instead of just being like, so tell me how's 22, you know what I mean? (laughs) And then literally intentionally like grasping every word that you're saying and like processing it and, you know, engaging like, yeah. Soaking it in. Yeah. That's true. We have like so many things in our minds. We don't, like you said, stop and reflect off of it. And just like feel the feels. (laughs) (laughs) I can, I can definitely get that far. (laughs) But anywho, so we're gonna move segue 
that the right word? Segue? Mm-hmm. We're going to segue off to career journey and where you're at. Because I yeah. literally asked you, I was like, so what do you do? <laughs> and then, not to be like disrespectful, I was like, so what are you doing right now? Like, how's your career going? So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'll start kind of like with education, like what that is, because I feel like that kind of gives a little. Um, so my undergrad is in interior design architecture. That's what my bachelor's is in. I did that for a number of years. Um, private clients. I worked for a design center. I taught a community education course at Chafee to try to teach people how to do interior design for themselves. Um, I love taking the things that I've learned and then teaching it to people because I'm not always, I don't always want to practice. I still take clients here and there for interior design occasionally, um, but it's not something that I have ever advertised really. Um, And that's really been like dope that I get clients that I've never advertised. So that's nice, but also it's a lot of work. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm also a certified wedding and event planner. I've been doing that for almost 20 years now. Um, Same kind of thing. Like my weddings have all pretty much been like word of mouth. Um, The planning part and the portion of like, that's just very stressful to plan weddings. But same thing. Like I taught a community education course at Chafee College to try to help people. They can't afford to hire a wedding planner to give them the tools of how you can plan your own wedding. Um, I just got my MPA, my master's in public administration, because um, I wanted to make the shift from like creativity to advocacy full time. Um, In between those two degrees, I got breast cancer, which I think we're going to talk about later. But Um, I started a nonprofit that focused on educating specifically young women of color about breast cancer and getting into patient advocacy and doing some different things like, and now I'm trying to take all of the passions and put them together. And, um, I do some signature events throughout the year and it's all about women's empowerment. That's pretty much everything that I do is either going to be tied to leadership, um, professional development or women's empowerment. So. Okay. Sounds interesting. So you just started that going on? No, the nonprofit I founded in 2010, um, and it's kind of transitioned into Maison d'Antoinette, which is my my brand, the House of Antoinette. And that has kind of taken over operations of I Heart My Boobs. And so we do an annual, it's called the Diamond Life Luncheon. And um, now I'm transitioning into um, a new nonprofit <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> called the Radiant Resilience Coalition. And so that organization is specifically geared towards taking my passions for public administration, for creativity, for women of color, and kind of fusing them all together to just focus on kind of restorative justice for specifically women of color as it pertains to like the healthcare industry. So yeah, I know that's like a lot and that's a a mouthful, but um, yeah, everything that I do and have done has pretty much been centered around helping people. Okay. I love that. Yeah. Thanks. No, I can tell you're a people <laughs> person. <laughs> Wait, this is like off topic. Yeah. I don't know if you're into that. What's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. I'm like uh, a true Aquarian too. Like, 
car. Yeah. One of my, my second older sister, she's an Aquarius. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, I would say like, you know, I would say the the things that they say about Aquarians are true, except they say like, oh, you run from emotional expression or you're like aloof. And I think it's just sometimes for some Aquarians, it's, I won't say hard for us to open up, but it's more like, if I like you, I love you. But if I don't F with you, I don't F with you. That's like, literally my sister. <laughs> right? Literally. My like, sister circle very, very small. Yeah. I feel like if you're my friend, you're my family. And if I like you, I love you. And if I don't, then like you're nothing to me. <laughs> but for me, that's good because it's like, it's that's most people. Like most people fit somewhere on that list of like, okay, yeah. Hi. Like, yeah. Okay. So. I got that. <laughs> yeah. One word that could describe an Aquarius is very free spirited. Yes. Uh-huh. I'm a peacock. <laughs> No comment. No comment. But anywho. But yeah, so right now that's what you're currently like working on? Yeah. So I'm doing still professional development and um, I'm also a certified diversity, equity, inclusion consultant. So I help individuals and organizations try to identify implicit bias, learn tools, how to combat it, and then build in like cultural competency into their program. So again, all about people loving themselves okay. and other people. Like okay. <laughs> every, everything I do is always going to come back to like, love yourself and love people. <laughs> Spread the love. Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, so any upcoming projects for the end of this year or more towards next year? Yeah. Um. So October 15th, I'll be doing the Diamond Life Luncheon. Okay. Yep, it's going to be here in Ranch of Kamunga at Brio. Um, I forget what, it's like a Italian cuisine. I don't, it's Italian restaurant. I can't remember the full name, but that's what it is. It's like, like Tuscan Grill. Yeah. It's oh. going to be actually at the restaurant in their private oh. room. Um, so that's going to be in October. And then next year, um, I'm starting a new program. I haven't released the name or anything yet, so I can't wow. give the details on that. But essentially, it's going to be kind of um, a self-care, glam, self-care, fun conference, okay. but also focused on like connecting specifically women of color, but all are welcome, um, resources, and celebrating like our health in a fun and beautiful way. Like, so imagine like a dope ass tea party and a doctor as a keynote speaker. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) It's going to be all of the things that I love. Like (laughs) learn something, but get dressed up and look fly, honey, because it's going to be a a time. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Sounds cool. So that's next year. That's next year. All right. So you have like, you were planning up to it. Uh, Yes. Literally before you came, that's what I was doing. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I'm a busy woman. (laughs) You already know. But okay, sounds interesting. I'm excited for that for you. So I also wanted to talk a little bit because we met, how we met was a couple years ago back in Fitham Debut. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like a couple weeks ago, I remember you reposted a picture and I was like, oh my God. on ig stories and i was like oh my gosh she still has that picture i was like oh no 
was like not the glasses. I love it. But I was like, oh my god, we've known each well, you know, like through social media. Yeah. But we've kept in touch through through online, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I thought it was sweet. Because I was like, oh. So we originally met through Film Debut. Yeah. At the I did we meet there? Did we meet at Grand? I felt like I because I was the college rep for Grand Terrace High School. I felt like I met you because before? I Yeah, because I came to one of your class, like your your fashion club meetings. I felt like that was before. Really? Because that you way came. I was like, oh hi. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that sounds <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And it's so funny because, you know, I worked for Fitum for almost nine years and there are like a handful. A few handfuls of students that I've kind of kept in touch with or we follow each other on social media. Mm-hmm. But like I always remember my students and I always remember where you went and like <laughs> she knows the deeds. She's like, because you know, you just you make those connections and I don't know. I guess maybe also because I'm a mom, I'm just like, oh my God, they're getting so big. Like <laughs> and a couple of you be like, damn, you're 30. Wait, how old am I gonna be? <laughs> exactly. <sighs> yeah, one of my um one of my students from one of the high schools. I met him, I want to say, his sophomore year in high school. And now he's the head basketball coach at the school he graduated from. And I was like, what the absolute fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, well, how are you a grown adult man with facial hair? And like, you know, I mean, and there's so many. Like, I have so many students, especially the ones that were seniors, like my first and second year Mm -hmm. of working for FITM. That now they're married. They've got kids. They have multiple kids. They're like, oh, it's crazy. Y'all can get old. Oh, <laughs> tell me about it. Everyone's getting old, but I'm just here. <laughs> I'm feeling 22. <laughs> For the next year. I love it. But like we were mentioning a little bit about how you dealt with breast cancer, mm-hmm. correct? Mm-hmm. How, how was that like mm. whole experience yeah. for you? Did it um, come out of the blue? I'm pretty sure it did. Yeah. Or yeah, it definitely came out of the blue. I was 20 I was 25 when I noticed that I was having um like discharge in my bra. Oh. And I was like, what the heck is this? Like just a little spot in my bra and I went to a clinic and they it ha- it happened for a little while before I even went to the clinic, but I didn't have insurance. I went to a clinic um the lady did a pap smear and I had already found a lump, but she rushed me in and out so fast that she didn't even find the lump that I found. Um, and so then I was like, ah, let me get a second opinion and a third opinion. Cause she was just like, oh, it's just your birth control pills. Like it's nothing. You'll be fine. And I was like, I don't know. This seems weird. Like I've never heard of this type of thing before. So um, I got a second and a, and a third opinion. And finally, on the third opinion, because I was only 25, they weren't really trying to do tests. They weren't trying to do like a mammogram. They're like, oh, you're too young for it to be breast cancer. Like, we're not going to do that. And I had to, you know, kind of fight for even the test. And then come to find out, like, yeah, it was it was breast cancer. And even they didn't find out how serious it was until my second surgery. So I had a first surgery where they took the small little baby tiny lump out. And when they went in there to do that, they saw like a big ass lump. And so then um, then they took me a little more serious and then it became, you know, the whole kind of cancer journey of chemo, radiation. I had like today, I think I've had 
um, 11 or 12 surgeries. It's been a, it's a hot ass mess. I'll tell you that much. And I think that it was really hard because I was 25, newly divorced, kind of in this relationship with my best friend in and out of it, feeling insecure, still being young and not having like the self-love that I could have had. So then I'm like, oh, I don't look like myself anymore. Like, oh, look away. You know what I mean? (laughs) So it was a really hard thing to go through. I mean, it's hard to go through at any age, but even the ladies that I've spoken to that go through cancer and it's like their 60s or their 70s, they're like, I got my husband. I, I don't care about these boobs. Like, take them. I don't want reconstruction. I just, I'm just going to be, you know, flat or whatever the case. And I was so young that I was thinking like, I hadn't really thought through what that meant or what it looked like to have to have a double mastectomy and start over and get implants and all those things. And it was, it was a challenge with my like body image. And then you know, all the other things that kind of come along with a cancer journey, you lose weight or you gain weight, you lose your hair. Like, yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was interesting to go through that and then be trying to teach yourself what beauty means to you and self-love while you're bald and boobless, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) I mean, but thank God I, you know, I, I over, I'm overcoming right now still, but um, it's, I feel like that's why I push self-love so much because, you know, you're the only one of you you've got. So, yeah. Sheesh. We should have opened some alcohol. (laughs) 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 But yeah, because you were saying like at that age, it's it's like, you know, you're, you're wanting to love yourself for who you are and then things just hit you like in a 316 you're like damn like well we're gonna have to go through this way yeah not even thinking of which way you wanted to take yeah and the whole like you know loving yourself because so that definitely like shifted things huh like health wise of course Mm -hmm. yeah it was it was a challenge like I think I mean it's like the old adage like you don't know what you have till it's gone. Because when I was younger, I had like a B cup and I was like, oh my God, my boobs are so small. I hate these boobs. Like get out of here. Um, (laughs) And then, you know, you, obviously this is a, I don't pray this on anybody, but you have this whole life-changing event where you're like, oh, well, now I have zero boobs. So I really wish I would have had my B cup, (laughs) you know? And just appreciating the same thing like with my hair. Like I loved my hair and then I didn't have it. And then even now, like it, it's not the same as it used to be. And like I have alopecia now and all these different things. So it's like, you have to love yourself where you are, whether you feel like you're underweight or overweight or you're someplace in the middle, like do the work that you want to make whatever changes, but also love the fuck out of yourself right now because what you like, got. It, yeah, so this is it, honey. <laughs> <laughs> like, it only gets better if you get better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah. So would you say that like, like mentally wise, it like effed up with you? 
Um, yeah, cancer, I will say, I know you said like I can curse and everything, so I would definitely <laughs> say it's a mind fuck. Um, because even now, like with COVID, when COVID can't, anytime like I feel a, a tickle, a pain, or just anything, your mind kind of automatically goes into like, this is it. This is it. I'm dying. Like <laughs> the cancer's back, regardless of what whatever it is, you're just like, oh my God. No. Like paranoid. Um, Absolutely, okay. for sure. Um, and I'm the type of person like I don't want to go to the doctor unless I'm like knocking on death's door. Like I don't want to like yeah. I'm not gonna get an appointment right away. Like I'm not, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some Windex on it. I'm gonna take some apple cider vinegar. <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> I'm anything gonna do, that cures yeah, me. Yeah, I'm gonna do whatever the old wives tells tell you to do. Um but yeah, definitely missed. It still messes with me now to this day. Like I have um, pains and different things like that I don't always like let people in to know. Like um, I have like really bad arthritis. I'm like really young, but. What is that? Um, arthritis. So it's like. It's like inflammation around certain like bones and things. So I have it like in both ankles. I have it in my knee and both hips. Is it like more sensitive? Um, Yeah, it just, it causes like, it can cause inflammation like on the outside. So it can be swollen, Aww. but it makes it hard to like walk, stand, sit. Like it's, it's just hella uncomfortable. Oh, okay. And um, then I also have like lymphedema, which is they remove some of my lymph nodes, which means like my lymphatic fluid doesn't flow normally. And some days are way worse than others to where like I'm crying in pain, but it's a journey that you feel like, or at least I have felt like, okay, we did this, we did the surgery, we did the treatments, like journey over, you know, like chapter closed. And then it's like, no, bitch, you got arthritis. You got <laughs> like, like you have alopecia. You're, you know, for a while they're telling me like I couldn't have kids anymore. Like it, just a whole. So yeah, it's, it's a mind fuck because it's, it doesn't just end there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of this whole, Back and the forth. journey. Yeah. Okay. It's a hot mess. <laughs> Yeah, but right now everything's better. Yeah, than- everything's good in terms of like the cancer's not back. I still have other kind of like subsequent health issues, but overall, you know, I'm still kicking. So well, that's good. Yeah, Yay. I can tell. <laughs> hey, no, no, I- I'm glad that's <laughs> not happening right now for yeah. you. Yeah, thank you. Me too. You know, you try to be the best version you can, stay motivated for yourself because you obviously give that out to others. And how do you bring that back to yourself and self-care, just things that helps you stay grounded and yeah, be at peace with yourself? Um, and I would say this is kind of similar to the boundaries. I'm This is something that I'm just learning as far as like self-care and what that looks like for me. And what I've realized for me, what it looks like is... um. One, doing the shit that I want to do and not doing the shit that I don't want to do. Do you know what I mean? And then not feeling bad about it. Because sometimes there's like somebody's having a barbecue or I mean, it could, it could be anything and you're like, oh, I'm so exhausted and I can't go. Like, I just can't. And then you go anyway and 
You know what I mean? Like you've pushed yourself past your limit. You're exhausted. You didn't have the time, the mental capacity, whatever the case may be. And you do it. And then you're depleted. I don't do that shit no more. Okay. (laughs) That's one. So I do the things that I want to do and I don't do the things that I don't. And that doesn't mean like sometimes there, you have to have discipline. So like you may not want to go to work, but take your ass to work, even if you don't want to, because you need to be disciplined. So finding that balance, but. Take yourself to the gym. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's me. Um, I would also say that I try to um, do more of the things that I absolutely love. So I go to Disneyland as often as I can because I love it. It ain't for everybody, you know, Disney life. Um, But I love it and it brings me joy. So I try to do... Like your inner child. Yeah. Ah. I love it. I get dressed up. I wear my ears. I wear my backpack. Like, I bet I, you do, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I do the things that I love to do. I also put together a, a playlist of like the things that make me... The music that speaks to me. And like specifically for this season of life, which is a lot of like, you're the baddest bitch in the nation. Do you know what I mean? Like and- <laughs> in the world. In the universe. In the whole universe. Oh, in <laughs> yeah, let's, let's bring it back. On Lemon Avenue. <laughs> um uh-huh. no, but and I try to listen to it like it motive, you know, to I feel like each day has a different kind of motivation. Sometimes you need like the, yeah, I'm the baddest bitch. And then some days you need like, um, like you need to calm down. Um, but that's been a huge part of my self-care is like pouring back into myself with music because I love music. It speaks to me. Um, surrounding myself with the people who make me feel good about me or not even necessarily good about me, just good gen- in general. Like they have good energy. They're not super negative. They're not draining. Yeah. And limiting interactions with those who do. That is kind of like, okay, I know that I can talk to you like two days out of the week, but I can't talk to you every day because my mental health can't um, can't handle it. And the last thing that I would say is that is learning how to process my shit so that I can be more aware of, oh, this person drains me, you know, like processing the things that I'm thinking and feeling and being present enough to feel those things. So I have, so I can use that awareness to my, for my good, basically like, Oh, this really brings me joy. I'm aware of that. I'm going to do more of this thing. Mm-hmm. Like this brings me down. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> like, it's a no for me. dog. Yeah. <laughs> and for those reasons, I'm out. <laughs> you, like Kind of like what you're saying is you don't need to like explain yourself. Yes. Right. In other words, yeah. of like if I want to do it or I don't want to do it, I yeah. don't. I don't owe you an explanation. Whew. And I'm a. I am a long-winded person. Like I was sending voice memos today, preparing for this event, and I'm mm-hmm. sending like, and one of the messages was like two minutes long. I deleted it and started over because I was like, you don't have to give all that. Mm-hmm. Stick to. Because I, for me, it has also been like, I'm over explaining, I'm over apologizing. I'm apologizing for things that actually I shouldn't be apologizing for. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I'm so sorry I'm late. There was traffic. You don't have to actually apologize for traffic. That's not your fault. But I know for myself, like I've been so accustomed to feeling like 
everything has to happen right now or people are going to be so disappointed if I don't do this thing this way perfectly. And um, a friend of mine said to me one day and I was like, oh, I'm taking that. And I try to use it as often as I can. He said, um, yesterday was a very productive day. That's why I didn't get back to you. Instead of saying like, oh, I'm so sorry I didn't. I'm not actually going to apologize. I was very productive and I was doing other things. And so now I'm going to get back to this thing that I was supposed to do Mm -hmm. instead of like feeling bad for doing what you were supposed to be doing. (laughs) Like, So that has been a part of my self-care also is like learning that I don't have to over-explain and I don't have to over-apologize. Like I really don't have to explain myself. Yes is a full sentence and so is no. So, period. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> but no, I, I I can understand where you're, where you're coming from with that point because there's some things that, like in recent events that I've learned, like, okay, uh, people won't over-explain to you and then you won't with them and it's just like all over the place and like you see where people stand with you and you where you stand with them yeah. and it kind of gives you like, you, when you step back, you're like, okay, how things are maneuvering and... Yeah. You know, I like earlier you said that like you're just kind of very direct with your dating life in terms of like, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And I think when people, when you're solid in yourself and you know what it is, like that's how we should carry our, you know, throughout platonic relationships, romantic jobs, all kinds of things. But I think we walk around trying to be such people pleasers or we don't want to make waves or We don't want to hurt feelings and there's still a way to go about things being tactful, but we also need to just say what it is. Like if you can do the work to get to the root of what you're trying to say, it makes it so much easier to communicate. Yeah. You know, then people aren't trying to figure out like, oh, I wonder what they meant by that. I'm a hell of an overthinker. (laughs) So like give me a short sentence so I can know specifically because I'm going to overthink the hell out of something. Like. I wonder what he meant by that. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm like, tell me, like, just be upfront. Just be upfront. Like, just tell me how it is. I'll take it. Maybe I won't take it in that moment, but I'll try to understand where you're coming from. Right, exactly. You know, maybe I won't like the response, but. But this is where we are. Yeah. 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 It's it's much easier to know this is where we are than to be thinking we're someplace that we aren't. And then I'm devastated off of that. Yeah. So. But I like what you point out, like the whole, like not over explaining yourself. Cause that's something that I've also been wanting to implement more. Like not over explaining, just being like, oh, I'll be there at this time, but not being like, oh my God, I did my whole life story, you know? So just being like, 10,000%. Yes. So I was kind of doing it with you because I could have been like, oh, I'm running late. This, 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 but I was like, no, Mel, you'll be there when you'll be there. Right. At 310. I was like, perfect. Cause I'm in the shower. She's like, one leg in, one leg out. Okay. <laughs> like, quick. Literally, when you called me, I was like drying myself <laughs> off. I'm like, you're, oh, you're here. Okay. I was <laughs> really not trying to be late because I've been bad with my time management. It's beat me up in life events, but I feel like I've been getting better at it because yes. I've always been the late, late, late person. As the the older that I've gotten, the less I enjoy being late. Like it gives me anxiety now. Like I don't want to be late anymore. Like I would rather take two hours to get ready and be earlier on time mm-hmm. than like one eyebrow done and like driving like Corella DeVille through the streets of Rancho <laughs> Cucamonga. <laughs> like- <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. 
No, but I feel like I've been getting better with my time management. When I get to places on time, I'm like, oh, this is how it feels like to wait on people. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I like this. Because like, you're like, you can just like woosah, you can go and get you something to drink, or yeah. you can just sit. You can, I mean, there's obviously things you could be editing. <laughs> a I mean, working there's, moment. There's I've actually so done that. Yeah, I was at so Disneyland many- editing videos for work. I got paid that. I was like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> I love it. I actually took my mom to Disneyland mid-July for her birthday. Oh, yeah. July. I think I saw that online. Yeah, I yes. took her out there to both parks. And uh, she she hadn't been to Disneyland in over 30 years. She 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 had a fun time. I treated I her. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, well, I was happy to take her. I love it. Yeah. yeah. It was cute. It was cute. <laughs> But anywho, I really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Thank you like, so much for this. this was it was awesome. loving, loving. <laughs> it was lovely to hear you speak <laughs> just like throughout it and like hearing some things from like your perspective that just kind of like, okay, restated like where I'm at and where you're at in your life. So yeah. Any last words for the listeners? Um yeah. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> share <laughs> yeah share retweet <laughs> um yeah I, I absolutely I always have something I want to say so I know I, I, I just want to <laughs> say <laughs> just take the time to get to know who you are be comfortable with the fact that it's, it's going to change who you are is going to change um, surround yourself with people who get you love you make you feel good about you um Listen more than you speak. Mm-hmm. Everything that you think doesn't need to be said. Um, take time to validate or invalidate how you feel. Like feelings are fleeting, they change. So try not to say things out of feeling when you speak, speak in facts. So that's okay. helped me. All of those things have helped me. I'm going to replay back. <laughs> Okay, awesome. Thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it as well. And yeah, thank you everyone for listening. I hope y'all enjoyed it, tuned in, got something related, laughed out with us. And that will be a wrap for today. Sweet. Thank you so much for having me. This was awesome. I appreciate you. Thank you. And that is it, everyone. Bye, plovers. And as always, ratings, reviews, or any feedback at Seed, you may leave it on our Instagram, Apple, Spotify, or on our Let's Chat form. And as always, everything is down in the show notes. Thank you everyone so much for listening to another episode of Hola Let's Chat. I'm your host, Melanie, and that is a wrap.